0: Fox
1: News alert millions of American families. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for CBN News Watch. I'm George
0: Thomas. We begin with the latest warning here at St. John's Hospital. There are certainly a lot of reports here at the LAPD. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for CBN News Watch. I'm George Thomas. We begin with the latest in the coronavirus pandemic. Number of cases here in the U.S. In the US.
1: are now live. Um, with me, I have a, another Utah Patriot, Winston Smith. How you doing tonight?
0: All right, and yourself?
1: Oh, not too bad. Uh, it's It's been a long day, you know, trying to start running uh, for political office and uh, trying to uh, help the Utah Libertarian Party grow and everything. You know, my plate's full with so many things. So, you know, it's uh, never ending. So so uh exactly uh do do we want to talk about uh House Bill 60 first or
0: yeah let's talk about House Bill 60 and how that went bad yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely do you want to give a rundown to uh people so, watching what House Bill right. 60
0: was so I wasn't really that I wasn't really that impressed with HB 60 when it first started out but I was uh, people I've worked with in the background uh a guy named Gopi who works for the economic, uh, who uh, collects signatures for the Economic Coalition and probably heads a U- Utah Economic Coalition. And I've also worked with, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, uh, uh, Kristen Chevrolet, who's behind uh, the YourHealthFreedom.com. Uh, uh, I do believe they are a charity and uh, they work on uh, vaccination issues. Uh, not in. She's very deep into the what she calls health freedom, and I guess it is, which is vaccination. Uh, she's against all vaccinations. And, and ironically, it, when I first met her in March, I was not. Uh, my, my journey that I've been on for the past year, uh, I've definitely changed my opinion about all vaccinations at this point. You know, I still felt that the other ones were uh, useful, uh, maybe not as obsessed about them as some people can be, but I thought they were useful at least. Now listening to uh, Robert uh, RFK Robert Frederick Kennedy Jr uh, Jr yeah. uh, uh, I've come to understand and I feel he has a very logical point when he points out the dangers uh, uh, that even regular vaccines bring. Uh, back to uh, circling back around to HB 60, though, uh, the bill only was against COVID-19 in the beginning, and, and I made a complaint to, to Gopi. I'm like, this isn't good enough. He says, don't worry, because uh, I, I have worries about future pandemics, if you will. And when I say pandemics, I don't mean, I mean, the overhyped ones like this was. No. If I overhyped, I do know that COVID-19 is real. I, I had it nine months ago in june uh it definitely was a different (coughs) virus compared to any other virus i have ever experienced so i am not a covid denier by any means i do know that it's a real virus and you know yeah it i mean it tuckered me out for 14 days okay i had much longer symptoms than than my than my wife uh or my son had who are much younger than Uh, back to HP 60. So Gopi Gopi told me, no, this one's going to be good. It's gonna, it's gonna protect us, uh, uh for vaccine, b- vaccine passports for all vaccines and finally, uh, amendment two came out and it was, it was good. It was the bill that we needed. Uh, and it was supposed to protect employment also. Uh, as you know, so, so let's see, it was monday at the beginning of monday at the beginning of march i drove down to the Capitol to to go into the committee hearing when i got there the the the, the, the committee chairman uh went through all the other bills first every single non-important bill uh, related <laughs> to tax breaks for mines tax breaks for this you know all the little stuff that republicans love uh to hand out tax breaks you know across the place uh uh you know which really just more crony capitalism if you ask me but oh well, yeah. uh you know they they're trying they say they're trying to help rural areas sure they are <laughs>
1: uh,
0: uh but let's not get too deep into that yeah At the very end he and he dismissed the hearing And there were over a hundred people in the room and he thought maybe by dismissing us that less of us would show up the next day. That didn't happen. The room was even more packed the next day. And then an overflow room was filling up also. Okay. And then the chairman, his name is Dan McKay, cocked an attitude from the very beginning, talking about how we were violating the dress code related to stickers and, uh, there was a guy who had a sticker on, and and I can give you the video if you'd like it, or you've probably already seen the video, haven't you?
1: I have. I, I actually shared that on my Telegram.
0: Yeah. Uh, the video was uh, a man named Mike Brown being pulled out of the committee hearing, and uh, Mike Mike had an American flag hat on. He had a, a yes to HB sixty sticker. And he had a "We the People" shirt on, and they complained that he was violating, I'm assuming, the dress code. And Don't get me wrong. Uh, in in some of the telegram groups that I that I run, I always tell people: go there in a button-up shirt, go in slacks, you know, have dress shoes on, go and look like you're selling selling something because we're selling something, okay? And as much as I don't like Dan McKay, uh. I do think that we should show up like we're trying to sell something, you know. You know, these people, these these ultra, ultra I can't believe I'm saying this, ultra moderate, because that's what they are. Because they they hug that little neocon, neoliberal border right there, if you will, right? Yeah. They hug it so tightly, you're not even sure <laughs> what party they're in, besides the uniparty, you know. And, and quite frankly, they are the uniparty uh but but he caught an attitude he recessed uh mike brown put the sticker away and then they complained about his shirt the next thing you know uh uh he kept asking the highway patrol hey he's like i did what he said and the highway highway patrol wouldn't listen to him do i think that in the end he should have probably have gone you know, I probably would have held off at least once or twice. I would have been done the same thing. By the third time, I probably would have got just gone. And and my advice for him is, by the third time, he probably should have gone. Yeah. He have waited to get dragged out. Uh, and I know I'm going to make some people mad when I say that, but I I think yes, you should put up the when you, when tyranny's happening, you should put up the line. But there, now, there's a
1: time to fight, and then there's a time not to. Right,
0: and. There's- I'm not to. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I've had people come back to me on both sides and complain. Uh, to me, this bill was way too important, and I know there's a lot of conservatives and a lot of libertarians that disagree with me about this bill. Uh, they believe they believe that this bill is uh, an infringement on business rights, and here's what I have to say about that. Okay. First, I'm going to go to the Ninth Amendment, and the Ninth Amendment gives rights to individuals, okay? In fact, it gives rights to individuals before it even gives rights to states. Uh, that, that, that amendment, the Ninth Amendment, is then copied in the Utah Constitution under Article One, Section 25, okay? It's almost word for word, verbatim, same thing, rights to individuals. Now, if someone can show me where there's rights to businesses then fine, I'm willing to listen. But I, the individual, have the right first. And as Walter Brooks put it, he was the uh, representative who was the sponsor of the bill from St. George. Saint of a man, I'll say. Pure, pure, good human being. Even though he's a Republican, he's still solid, right? Uh, And I sent him a thank you note for the bill, too. Because these people that put themselves out like this, put themselves out against the establishment, get so very little things. To me, I, I look at the bill, HB 60, as a upholding of my individual rights because we've already seen the federal government try to push vaccine passports, okay? We've seen the federal government try to make a move uh, against our individual rights. And, and people can say that the businesses are doing what they want to, but we can't trust that when... We've already seen all these vaccine mandates come down from the top, okay, and come down from international organizations that don't appear to be doing things under egalitarian e- uh, e- means. I, I, or, I agree with that, right.
1: but um, so I, I am going to give just a little bit of pushback on that um, because I'm, I'm the more libertarian-leaning side. I'm radical free market, um. I believe that it is bad business practice for a business to uh, separate the customers that could actually come in and spend money. The only pushback I really have about, as far as the federal government telling businesses what they can and cannot do, this is them telling them what they cannot do, but that also opens the floodgates for the government telling them what they can do. Now, I I think we live in a very, uh, we, we have a fascist economy already, uh, the, the, like the big tech overlords, um, are so meshed with our federal government already. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to tell where one ends and the other begins. Um, so I, I do have a problem with the government telling a business what they can and cannot do. However, I do believe that even if a business could, um, discriminate against people like that. And I believe that to be morally wrong. Um, we have every right to boycott them. And to even protest that.
0: Right. And I might have agreed with you. I might have agreed with you two, maybe three, maybe four years ago. Uh, I might have agreed with you. But when and there's such a top down pressure, and not just top-down pressure. It's back to, like you mentioned, big tech, okay? Uh, you know, lately there's the the big tech or, or social media, if you will, because I'm going to go ahead and throw Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook into this, uh, uh, even YouTube, and into oh, yeah. this one big merged organization, okay? The digital
1: um, public square.
0: Right. Uh, when you have this... It, it, social media has become a form of brainwashing. Okay. And what I mean by that is what they try to do is create a moral panic. And, 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 and with that, we've seen some of the, uh, even though I didn't like Carl Tucker Carlson, if you would ask me three years ago, what my opinion of Tucker Carlson, I would have said he's a conservative blowhard, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, ironically, uh, Lately, I've been agreeing with them almost 90% of the time now. Uh, And that's uh, largely due to because of the COVID-19 tyranny. Uh, When you have this aspect where you have conversations with people and they can't handle what you're saying, it's not like three years ago. The, the, The compulsion that social media creates where they want to deny simple truths uh uh it, it, it's pretty bad so I, I i would say yes uh i, I would agree but the, the deal is if all businesses of all businesses are saying uh you must get the vaccine then it's not really the free marketplace anymore when it's when when we see and and, and back to what you said fascism. you did say fascism right did oh, you yeah. Say that? oh yeah
1: oh e- yeah economic fascism
0: right so, to me, there's already been a complete merge between the government and big tech, if you will. Yeah. And the minute, and the minute I noticed that happening was back to the, before we went online, uh, that, that what I've noticed was the minute they started pushing the COVID narrative, that was the fusion, if you will, okay? Okay the fusion where there was no more line between the government. In fact, big tech was the government at that point forward. I'm not even, I I was just on on Twitter just a second ago, and you wouldn't believe what Twitter put out. It's, it's, they are literally telling me uh, that even though Joe Biden said that there's a new world order, they're telling me that it's not that new world order. No, that's not the new world. What? If you have to tell me that, then I, then you're, it's really hard to believe you. Let me guess. Let, let, let,
1: let me guess. Hunter Biden's laptop also doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I think nope. I think everybody knows. But the point is, what was on the laptop uh, and, and what they tried to prevent yeah. from getting out to the news across the board.
1: Yeah, yeah, intentionally uh, and, well and uh, I, I I agree with you um, see my my whole uh, protest to is just well I'm I'm just not pro-government at all and so I just believe that we the citizens have way more capability of actually knocking a lot of these institutions and businesses out who do uh, propose these things Um right i I just, I just don't think government is the solution that i think right. that's the only difference where i
0: disagree I, and i'm associated with many people who would agree with your your uh point of view uh i'm associated with a lot of libertarians and and, and even people who would call themselves anarchists and when i mean anarchists not the kind that throw bricks at starbucks uh but the kind no, that you the, know, the, the, the
1: those aren't those aren't anarchists right <laughs> you know right
0: i i said that more in a joking joking. yeah yeah
1: of course of course Uh,
0: i i we we both know that they're some kind of neo Marxist.
1: those those are peaceful
0: protesters (laughs) i don't even know what they're they think they know what they're against and i don't even think they know what their uh true utopia would be if you know what i
1: mean no uh
0: that that's truly uh you know i hear a lot of great ideas uh and there's a guy his name is Baji. i'm going to kill his name name so i'm not going to try to pronounce it he's indian i believe he was the cto of coinbase and he's talking he discusses things called the network state okay and it's where you opt into a country to represent you instead of the nation states that we have today i, I think it's a wonderful idea but the problem is We have a competing unifying world unifying philosophy uh and that organization is a very big organization with a bunch of sub organizations and they're all non-governmental organizations perpetrating like they're charities okay and that organization is the world economic forum headed by klaus schwab and and some of the bond villain (laughs) yes uh and there's sub organizations underneath that or ones that may were top dog maybe 60 years ago like the rockefeller foundation uh to which i've been aware of since i was very young uh you know wherever you see the rockefellers fingerprints no good can come of it you know the rockefeller foundation in their sub organizations because they have sub organizations like the council on Foreign affairs the trilateral commission and it goes on and on. And, you know, we've got the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Club of Rome, you know, the Bilderberg Group. You can go on, you can go on. And but the difference between that and the World Economic Forum is the World Economic Forum—they don't hide anything that they're doing. It, it, they're not some secret organization. They post exactly what they're going to do and how they want to carry it out. And it all sounds like rainbows, cotton candy, and puppies. Okay. But I'm sorry, it's not. Yeah. Okay? No. anything that you can't opt out of. And by the way, another bill that we had a big problem with, oh, I can't remember. Was it, was it SB 80? So one of the bills that I did help stop, which was the digital SB 88, the digital driver's license project, which was completely voluntary. It's completely. Yeah.
1: Voluntary. Yeah. Just, just like real ID.
0: Right. except for the problem is it's not you can go to uh uh, digital id 2020 or id2020.com and guess who uh is a member of that the rockefeller foundation and they and they propose you can go to the UN's sustainability website and download the digital driver's license documents okay uh I, i i have links to all of it so to say that to say that these uh, it's voluntary is, is a load of crap. It, it's in their goals. It's been in their goals and it's an admitted goal. Uh, uh, you know, they they want further search, centraliza- uh, centralization. And
1: mm-hmm. if there's
0: anything that uh, you and I will both agree on is that decentralization g- creates the marketplace of ideas. I mean, back to what I was discussing before the Tenth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment is We've got 50 states. We're supposed to have 50 marketplaces of ideas so that if you don't like one, you can opt out by moving to another one. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that the encroaching federalization and, and, and the giant-sized federal government that we have, we'll both agree that that's overly massive, overly bankrupt. Yes. And, 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 and I mean... I worried about the U.S. national, the, the U.S. debt when it was at $5 trillion under George Bush. I was We're just talking
1: little, about that today. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's now $30 trillion. And, uh, I mean, I'm assuming you own some Bitcoin. I know I own some Bitcoin.
1: Well, Monero. Uh,
0: oh, Monero. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know. There, I own several cryptocurrencies, just like most of us who are worried about these economic conditions, own several cryptocurrencies. You know, uh, because there's nowhere—I mean, there's a reason why they're calling this the Great Reset. There's nowhere that this this debt crisis—and the debt crisis isn't just an American debt crisis; it's a debt crisis around the world. You know, the European Union, uh, uh, I I mean, I was not a Bitcoin proponent until I would say a couple months into the pandemic, from March to May, uh, I started to look at uh, currency pairs across Latin America, and I noticed how much all of them had decayed against the dollar by almost 50% over the past couple of years. And I'm like, these people are having an economic crisis. You know, there are some countries that were worse. Argentina, Argentina was much worse than say, Colombia. But across the board, most of the countries were down at least 50% against the dollar. So this is what worries about me worries me about this great reset, the great reset that Klaus Schwab says needs to happen is that it is gonna be an actual change of money and by change of money, instead of using paper dollars or those paper dollars that are actually digital dollars, I'm sure you've seen in the news over and over again about uh, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currencies, haven't they? Oh, yeah. And tell me, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I, so I, I would have two main thoughts. A, a, an actual central or a digital central banking currency um, is is just going to be basically just what we have now, but there's just not going to be any paper money left or any any coins left. Um, I I don't believe that it's the the idea of that is actually going to manifest. Now the the reason why I say that is because they already have the ability to control the main cryptocurrencies. Um, if you watch and see what happened in Canada you know after uh gofundme and saying go got blocked by the Canadian government so did the bitcoin addresses so the 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 fact that they can based upon your beliefs or what you say what you do or even what you don't do they can they can just blacklist your address and then what 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 are you going to do you can't send anything anywhere
0: so what, what are my worries? one of my worries about Bitcoin that I, uh, I work in tech, one of my worries about Bitcoin that I expressed to one of my Bitcoin millionaire friends was not, not so much the, uh, uh, the addresses uh, was, oh, uh, what if they decided to block the Bitcoin port uh, across the board, you know? Uh,
1: uh, well, not to mention it's, it's a completely public ledger. Everyone right. can see everything.
0: Right. I, but I don't think Bitcoin was ever, it was never purported. I mean, people got confused and I think they want, thought that it was a privacy coin of sorts, right? Yeah. But it was never meant to, it was, yes, it was always advertised this as a public ledger, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, it was never meant to be, even though people have laundered money with it. But people, I mean, let's face it, what's the biggest money laundering currency in the world?
1: The U.S. The dollar. US
0: dollar,
1: the the, right? the Federal Reserve notes. I mean, just to say that uh, any cryptocurrency is bad because criminals use it. It's like, well, politicians all and all the way down to street level criminals use U.S. dollars, too. So should we just get rid of that because criminals use it? Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But I, I mean, I guess that's where their goal the problem with the CBDCs, or at least how it's been advertised to me, and, and this is by people like Majid N- Nawaz uh, and, and others, is that the CBDC is going to be tied in with your social credit score. Now, it, it, and people can't call that a conspiracy because it's already in action in China. Okay. And, and, and you know, your social credit score, you don't know where you're going to be losing points. You don't know where you're going to be gaining points. You know, and you, you really have no way to check into it or dispute it. But, uh, you know, the CBDCs will probably be tied in to a social credit score. So if yeah. you've already got your your uh, allotment of hamburgers that month, well, you're not going to get to go buy any more in and out at that point, you know.
1: Well, yeah, and if uh, you say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, have the wrong friends, then your, your score is going to drop. You won't be able to. You won't be able to buy anything, right. uh, and that's that's why I'm a, a proponent of Monero, period. Right. And that's. I mean, th- there are other privacy coins, but Monero's king. Uh, I,
0: I do. Uh, I, I did mine some Monero last summer. Uh, uh, it it uh, one thing I like about it is I I like that it does CPU mining, uh, yeah. and and that makes it I think more more democratic I'm saying this in a good way, not a bad way. More democratic is that more people can get into it. Right. Yeah. When you have uh, mining that has to be done on ASIC chips or, or, or graphic cards. Did not everyone can get it. Like I created a VM yeah. on my, on my workstation at home and mined, yeah. uh, mined Monero. Right. So yeah. I uh,
1: mean, they, anyone can do it. And the more people that actually do do it, the more secure, and decentralized, the network becomes.
0: Yeah. Uh, ha- having said that, uh, I, you know, um, uh, I'm sure you're aware that El Salvador has started using Bitcoin as a uh, as a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Uh,
1: as a legal tender, uh,
0: yeah. And I'm very excited about some of the things their president has to say, because uh, he's pointed out. Uh, weeks ago, he said the war is not in the Ukraine, the war is in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Germany, and the UK, you know, so he's already pointing out as we saw, uh, uh, what happened in Canada, why the freedom trucker convoy was going on, which was the Canadians have been abused for the past two years. And they finally, it took truckers to get them to stand up to it. And ironically this whole russia invasion took right over as soon as uh as soon as the uh crackdown on the truck drivers in canada happened and it was a crackdown i mean the way i look at it that was canada's tiananmen square if you will
1: yeah i mean obviously people didn't uh you know get ran over with tanks but it's it's the one of the closest modern modern uh Parallels, I, I would say.
0: Right, you're right. They didn't get ran over by tanks. Uh,
1: lady got trampled by a horse, though.
0: <laughs> a lady on a on a what was it like? It wasn't even. It was like some kind of a wheelchair, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah, a bike, it, like they kept saying. It was. It, it was,
1: it was a, a some something to be able to help assist her walk. Not necessarily a walker or something, but yeah, she but, she wasn't freely mobile but nonetheless got trampled by a police officer, an authoritarian on a horse. So Right.
0: And, you know, one thing that I've had a real problems with, if and I don't know if you've seen the same thing I have, but I, uh, those countries I just previously mentioned, I've seen police beating protesters over and over and over again for the past two years. So for me, it's really hard to be... The thin, the thin blue line. When you see that police are being used actively against the people, not to uphold the law, but in contradiction of the law, if yeah. you will. Uh, because nothing that's happened in the last two years has anything to do with the law. These are not laws. These, these, these mandates or these edicts or whatever they want to call them. They were never passed by councils or, 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 or parliaments or Congress or. Or any such yeah. uh, uh, lawmaking act, they, 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 but they're being enforced as if they are, and the police don't even question it in in many countries, you know. And that's what was so scary about what happened. What happened at the HB sixty uh, committee hearing? Uh, yeah. the police they turn into robots like that? And I, I had uh, I had a. Uh, uh, a Conservative get displeased with me saying, "Oh, that guy should have listened to, to the police." Uh, it's like George George Floyd. He didn't follow. And I'm sorry, I don't see this requirement or or something I signed up to that says that I'm going to do everything the police says. Okay, I've never. Uh, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that. There's nothing. I, I don't know of anywhere where I've made that agreement. Just like the guy Mike Brown who got pulled out. It was obvious. It's one thing when police make mistakes because they feel someone is armed, okay? It was obvious that Mike Brown was not armed. And the fact that they brought three officers up to him, okay? Uh, come on, were they really that scared? Because I, I'm telling you, he's not a very threatening looking guy, okay? Uh, it, it was to show force and to show force to those of us that were in support of the bill. And, and, and I, I did, never did finish that part of the conversation. As they, you know, as they pulled him out, uh, uh, HB60 then got an additional amendment, and I don't remember the specifics of it, but it took it took the bite out of the bill and watered it down. And in the end, and in the end, it never made it to the Senate. It it got pa- passed with that by the committee and never made it to the Senate. And I'm not sure how that's even necessarily legal. If the House voted on it. And it made it to the senate subcommittee then they should have had to vote on it but i'm not sure of what the specific uh constitutional requirements of the, the utah senate are i will say this much i'm not impressed with what i've seen uh not you you know for utah being such a conservative state its republicans are not that concert it's for rep- let me rephrase that its republican representatives are not that conservative you know uh there, there, there's not much that comes out of that legislature that i would call conservative you know, this is pretty much a are you utah native
1: yeah born and raised okay
0: i am I, not uh i've spent a lot of my time uh working overseas uh but and uh I, I moved here for the scheme and paragliding don't do so much of the paragliding so much uh, but for a place that purports that it's so conservative, it's really a one-issue state when it breaks down to it, if you know what I mean. And that's the yeah. one question for you in your, in your, was, uh, uh uh you, like me, probably have the same opinion about abortion. And what I mean by that is, uh, as it may be something that you wouldn't personally do yourself you believe people should probably have a reasonable access to it correct
1: so what what i believe morally and what i believe legislatively are two different things um and that that's most of my stances i i can't project my morals upon somebody else um once once again my 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 main Thought on almost anything is should the government itself be involved and no, it shouldn't. I don't believe abortion is a political issue. I believe it to be a philosophical, moral and medical issue. Um, I I would like to see the government out of the medical field in in a very large aspect. And on top of that, I, I believe that. Banning them is not going to get rid of them. Um, so what what do we do with that? Because banning doesn't do anything. I mean, we, we should just ban murder, right? Banning doesn't work. It, it just creates a black market for it. That's all it does. Um, I find it morally reprehensible. But that's also for everyone else to decide for them for their their own life. So I, I don't have the right to tell somebody else how to live,
0: and and that's about my position also. Uh, I'm probably a little bit more specific on that, which is uh, I do believe there's probably a time cutoff limit there. You know, uh, if if a fetus can survive outside the womb, uh, then there probably should be that's the that's the cutoff to when somebody should probably not have one. Uh, But having said that, I don't, it's like you said, uh, they're still going to happen, but they're going to happen in a dirty, nasty way, if you know what I mean. Uh, I've lived in third world countries and in those third world countries that were very Catholic, uh, I've seen what happens to actual children when there is not access to abortion. And that is uh, people go and they buy something from the, the pharmacy to take. And then if that abortion doesn't work, then the child's born brain damaged, you know, or whatever physical ailment. Uh, and that's a horrible thing to see, uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, that happens a lot in the developing world uh, where uh, there's not the ed- sex education or anything like that. People are very unaware of uh, the consequences, Related to sexual actions, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. It's uh, the the first line of defense uh, because I, I personally believe in personal responsibility uh, to to a to an extreme. Um, you, you, um, not you necessarily, but you in the abstract. Um, if, if, if somebody decides to lay on their back, or however, um, and perform the one act that we all know creates children, you're taking that risk into your own hands. And there's a consequence to that action, and sometimes that results in a child. And I don't think you should necessarily be able to escape that. So, But that's also my moral belief. I, I once again, I just don't think the government should have a place in it. It should be left up to the philosophers and doctors and the individual person.
0: And I'm, I'm like, I said, I mostly agree with that yeah. uh, to me. It, it definitely is a, uh, a a bodily autonomy issue. And I, I, I mean, to me, that's back where I am with the vaccine. Yeah. A, a, if we can even call them vaccines, because Vaccines do something. Experimental
1: drug is more
0: accurate. Right. Vaccines stop diseases and <laughs> the spread of them. Yeah. Not that the Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and AstraZeneca experimental gene therapies do, which we can actually call a vaccine. So it's a misnomer to even use that phrase, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely, it's hard to even call the medication, if you will. Uh, I I mean, I'm sure you've heard that the Pfizer side effects have finally gotten released, even though they tried to have the FDA.
1: Some of them have, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, the, the first, I, I think it was, Thirty thousand pages and there's there's more to come
0: there's more to come so dragging your foot as hard as they can yeah Uh, uh, i I found it ironic when the uh you know we're we're in the age of moral panics and these moral panics uh the first moral panic in the last two years of course was the you must lock down and then the next moral panic was you must wear a mask and then the next moral panic was you must get the vaccine and then the Mm -hmm. next moral was, you must absolutely support the Ukraine. Uh, There's a lot of stuff behind that whole story that prevents me from supporting the Ukraine. Uh, The first part goes like this, and that is John McCain in 2014 went uh, went over to the Ukraine and encouraged them to riot and overthrow their properly elected government that was russian friendly and not eu nato or us friendly yeah and when that happened okay what what happened then there was a referendum to which we were lied about there was a referendum in crimea where 95% of them voted to be part of russia but yet we were told there was a russian invasion of crimea so the the story out of the Ukraine keeps getting funnier. And then lately we've had the secretary of state say there's 25 different bio labs over there. That's a heck of a lot of bio labs. And yet they're all experimenting with diseases that are similar to COVID-19 or worse, right? Why, I, you know, I, I'd be worried if one, of a country has one bio lab, but now that I hear that there's 25 of them, that makes me even more worried. But what makes me even more worried is that when we're told it's a conspiracy theory, even though the department, uh, the Secretary of State, uh, states that they are there. And by the way, there was a link on the Department of State website talking about these bio labs, too. So we've get, been gaslit by the media once again. But yeah. it, but it's the back to what I was saying, the moral panic. And, and when we experience these moral panics, where you're not allowed to say anything uh, in contradiction of what the moral panic is, uh, which, which takes away our freedom of speech when I mean, uh, there was a, a bit on the view the other day where they mentioned that, uh, that they thought Tol- Tulsi Gabbard should be put away because she stated the information that they considered to be pro-Russian. You know, a furthering... Of yeah, that. I
1: saw that. Mitt Romney. Yeah. P- piece of trash. <laughs>
0: yeah. Romney's pretty bad. And I knew Romney was bad. You know, one thing... I liked Ron Paul. And when I saw yeah. Ron Paul in 2008 debate against Romney and McCain, uh, and even though he was more i would say more pure libertarian than i am i at least what he said was true and he was honest okay and like you could get a good feel for him right like you know you don't have to agree with everyone to know at least this is a good person Yeah. in that same 2008 debate romney got up there and i being a veteran okay and and being a veteran uh that agrees that we need to follow the Geneva Convention that we uh, agreed with, Romney got up there and then said that we should use waterboarding for enhanced interrogation. And this is the one time that I probably agreed with McCain when McCain, uh, you know, uh, uh, told him that's not the way we do things in America. Uh, and, And you just heard, I disagreed with something that McCain did in the future from that time period. Uh but at least he was right. Romney Romney he he even admitted when he was running in two thousand twelve, once he won the won the Republican uh delegates, uh he admitted that his opinions changed like the wind. You know, what his opinion today is will not mm-hmm. be his opinion tomorrow. And, and that's the one thing I have a lot, uh, you know, a big problem with a lot of the Uniparty uh politicians is uh, if you're going to say something stick to it okay. even if I don't even if I don't like it but, but when you're like Romney where he's pretty much voted against every single thing uh, he's voted against almost every single thing that would be considered good and voted for for example he voted for the to keep the kids in masks with the head start mask mandate Right, Uh, he voted to keep uh, Doctor Fauci in his position, and not Mm -hmm. to. No, he's voted for that. I believe he voted for that infrastructure bill, which there's nothing, what I would consider. How can I put it? That infrastructure bill is a pork barrel bill, if there ever was one, and I'm sure you'd agree with that. There, there's nothing about that that that's taking care of people in any way, shape or form. All it was, was a way to throw, throw cash at their favorite private organizations, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any, do you have any thoughts on that infrastructure bill at all?
1: I mean, I I have, I have thoughts. I, I never read the bill itself. Um, any, anytime government says anything that they're going to do, I know it's just going to be a flop and a waste of money. I mean, I, th- there's things they did 50 years ago that I want to repeal. Uh, you know, I, w- I would like to abolish the Department of Education. So I don't think anything new that, they're, that this very criminal organization, uh, because the, these people are criminals. They're war criminals, human rights violators. Uh, anything that they're proposing I there there's just I, I don't see any good I yeah. don't see any good
0: you know when, when Gary Johnson said that in 2016 I was like what he's nuts and then I went to go look I was like wait this has only been around since the 1970s wait,
1: yeah.
0: wait hold on isn't the Department of Education the one that does all the stuff with the student loans that's getting everybody in debt anyways uh, partially you know, You know that student loans are a problem so why do we keep giving out something that's a problem you know it doesn't make sense we're just feeding the problem uh yeah it's it's probably you know i think the states were carrying on fine with education in fact to be honest i think actually students scores were actually higher before we had the department of education Mm -hmm. so it's really been an agency that's taken us backwards uh exactly. yeah uh, so, i i, I mean, so
1: that's my stance is is really like the, the infrastructure bill i do agree that we we do need to invest money um, and time and effort into rebuilding a lot of our infrastructure including uh nuclear power plants because i'm pro nuclear new nuclear um so you know, there, there's. It's definitely something that needs to happen. I just once again don't think the government should do it. Uh, I don't. I don't trust a bunch of people who can't even be honest with us, and a bunch of people who can't even balance a checkbook. You know, I don't trust them with my money. What's left of it, anyways?
0: <laughs> well, let's face it. They're not even using our money. They're using
1: well inflation. Our well it's yeah. it, it's uh, borrowing from the from the future. So you know my kids, my grandkids, same like your future family, like it, it it's just yeah, it's not our money anymore. They're it, it's all credit. Yeah,
0: it's all credit.
1: Yeah, and it, it's it's really scary. It's uh, really disappointing. And like I said, I just don't trust them. I've seen what they've done. And what they've done is turn around and not benefited us in, in any reasonable manner. There, there's been a few here and there. Um, it's definitely not drawn along along party lines, in my opinion, you know. Um, but anyone who actually goes to Washington and tries to do anything gets shut down. They, they make it so difficult to like, well, <clears throat> even starting my campaign, that the one thing i've learned is it, it, the barrier to entry is absolutely ridiculous even just on a local level and so at, at the federal level good luck you know it's
0: so it, it's like about- george
1: carlin said it's it's a big club and we ain't in it
0: well we ain't in it that's for sure so tell me about your barrier to entry
1: Well, one of of the most frustrating things is the financial reporting. So they they definitely don't make it easy. Um, Campaign financing, um, I I understand why it needs to be done. I actually, it's one of the few things I do agree with. Um, Having all of that be public record. Um, Once again, I I think we could find a a non-government solution to be able to do the same thing. But... Uh, campaign financing, uh, and the reporting of that, I, I totally agree with it should be transparent. Um, it, it's been very difficult. So there's, U- Utah puts out a candidate manual and they basically give you steps one, two, and three, everything, how to, how, how to do everything. Um, but that, that manual contradicts what's said in the Utah code. Nothing's clearly explained. It's different language than what's in the Utah code. Uh, They don't give you examples of the Utah code. So when you're referencing them back and forth, it's incredibly confusing and incredibly difficult. To be able to run an effective campaign, even on a state level, you... You have to at least raise so much money. Otherwise you're not even taken seriously by the public, which, okay, fine. I, I guess I understand. I do think it's wrong. However, I I can get past that. Um, being able to have just the average person jump into the political boxing ring, so to speak, is is just one of the most difficult things. It's honestly one of the most stressful things I think I've actually ever done. Um, anyone who starts down this road, I, I don't, I, I see why not too many new people get involved. It's really, really difficult.
0: Uh, I, I do agree there's a true barrier to entry, uh, a barrier to entry that keeps what I call influence peddlers in place and real people from, from joining in the mix, if you will. Uh, and, and to me, that is, uh, I believe politics is supposed to work so that everybody, uh, gets a chance, not so that we keep having the same stench running for office over and over again. And, and, and I will say this, the one thing I do like, uh, about, uh, at least Utah's disclosure laws is I don't know if I mentioned this part, but I like to talk about it a lot. Uh, I went through Dan McKay's donations uh, after he, uh, after he chaired such a very poor committee hearing. And I did find that he took $500 from Pfizer pack. Amazing how he was able to say that this was about business property rights. When, and, 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 you know, I've had, People from both sides retort to me, "Oh, it's just five hundred dollars. Doesn't matter. Five hundred dollars is convenient enough. I would have given them much more than that for him to side with the people. I would have given. I don't know if that's something that we can do, where me and Pfizer can go toe to toe with how we bid this out, because I'd much prefer that. I, I, I prefer that. You know, me and Pfizer get out there. They offer five hundred, offer six hundred. They offer seven hundred. Let's keep going. Let's make it a public thing." At least I can get out there and I can bid,
1: you know. You know, I, I, I'm to the point where I, I think all government programs and even campaigns should, should be like GoFundMe campaigns. Let let the people decide what 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 politician gets funded, and uh, let let it all, all be transparent. All right. But that well, would never happen. I,
0: I floated that idea myself. I'm like, why do we even need politicians? People know what they want, what they want. If they like the Department of Defense so much, then when it comes to their taxes, they should mark on it. I want it all to go to the DOD or I want it to go all go to uh, the national parks or whatever, you know, then we can get rid of politicians altogether. You know, everybody plays their flat flat tax. And then uh, the money goes to the things they are important. We don't need the politicians there, and then we know that we don't spend any more than that money, if you will. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, that's back to that concept I was talking about—the nation-state, the, nation uh, the network-state concept. You know, where you opt in to the things that you like, and you opt out of the things that you don't like. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a proponent of, uh, of that as well. I, I think it could work very well in in many many different areas uh especially education
0: uh the the the, and my big problem with the network state concept is uh is there is an agenda and that agenda plans to be accomplished by 2030. uh you know you can agree that that it you can agree that it exists or doesn't exist but they've said it numerous times numerous organizations world economic forum the un whoever uh, they've all say this is their their you know drop dead date to when they want to have their plans call it whatever you want to new world order whatever uh, they want it done by this this time period and so i my only hope is that we we create the the opt in state if you will uh, by the time that we went of opt out of the the cbdcs the 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 social credit score and uh, All all of that similar, all of that similar stuff, because I I have a feeling we're not going to like how that turns out.
1: Well, and I I think there is a way to opt out of it. You know, there there's definitely, you know, uh, agorism is definitely a a favorite. uh, Philosophy of mine, Uh, creating counter economies. Working outside of these systems. it's hard to beat this system when you play their game. So just don't play their game. Build uh, your own game.
0: I, I do agree. Uh, you know, uh, even two years ago before COVID stopped, I, I, the thought that kept echoing in my head was if we keep using their money, uh, uh, if we keep using their money, they win, you know. And, and that was even before I became a Bitcoin proponent. Uh, I, I kept echoing in my head that thought over and over again. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we, we have to we have to trade with each other. But the problem is a lot of us, you know, for agorism to work, you have to have your skills, your trades and products that you make. And most of us have been employees in a, in a workplace for a large part of our lifetime, you know, Uh, I don't know about you, but I've tried a few enter enterprising ideas, plans, you know, and, and, you know, uh, yeah, the maybe unlike my brother who has made a million dollar business, uh, they, they were side handles. So you sometimes to make a business work, you got to put your all into it. And you know, when you put your all into it, well, what happens? You're either going to succeed and do real well, or you're going to flop, right? And when it's just a side handle, well, it's okay if it flops. But I think I think agorism is, you know, it's, it's back to the thought that you have to have a trade. You have to create a product. If you're not creating a product, uh, if you're not creating a product, then it's hard to make it come true, if you will, right?
1: And, and I agree. Uh, The the one pushback I would have on that is that my labor is my product. Right. So I, you know, I think, you know, you, you build it and they will come. Right. And I, I I think it's definitely not an easy plan uh, because everything's so entrenched and it's, it's so, well, it's just that it's, it's so entrenched and it's become such a part of daily life that you know, the, the idea of agorism definitely is not easy and it's, it's not going to be a, uh, a, an easily won battle to say, um, but it's the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do agree. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a thing called the greater reset and there's some guys now, and uh, John Bush and they're, we're both good people. Uh, I went to Derek Bros's event when he was uh, while he was here in Utah. And uh, uh, I, I do believe their hearts in the right place. But like most things related to true anarchism and uh, uh, true, true volunteerism, it, it's so much of it is un, untested in ways, you know, because the way I look at it is we've had so many phases of government, right? We, we, we've we never had the true phase of not having government uh, and it ta- it takes work to build that out for us to truly cooperate amongst each other, voluntarily. Yeah. You know? uh, I do believe in the crypto space, there are a lot of crypto projects that are going to help that so that we can, can create trust systems between each other uh where we had government in that place before right you know i I do think that will be some of the benefits from smart contracts you know uh is that we'll have a, a more and then you can say to me well what's the difference between that and a social credit score and my retort to that will be well the social credit score is not voluntary and you know things like a Cardano or an Ethereum smart contract is an opt-in, an opt-in concept, if you will. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: You know. But I, I do believe that if cryptocurrency is allowed to no are wrong. There's still a lot of crap projects out there when it comes to cryptocurrency. Lots. Okay. Yeah. There's lots. There's lots. And 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 you know, uh, uh, many, 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 many projects are ignorable, if you will, right? You know. If you can see that the project starts out in some point zero 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 one eight, you know, since or whatever, then you can tell it's probably a crap <laughs> project, right? Yeah. You know? But when it comes to cryptocurrency, I, I think it's kind of the same thing as stocks, which is uh, who's the founder? Uh, has the founder been involved in other projects before? I think that's the question number one. And I'm who
1: asking. are they beholden to?
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, I think the next question to ask is, does the project create jobs like Chainlink, for example, Chainlink creates jobs, you know, you can go to Chainlink Labs and you can see there's hundreds of jobs created around the world by Chainlink, okay, so that's another question, a question to ask yourself about a project, Uh, two, does the project have a working product and uh, can you enter that product and use it, you know, if it doesn't, other than the point zero 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 one eight you know cent coin then no it's probably something you should ignore if you yeah right? you know like for example uh polka dot i i put a little bit of money into polka dot recently uh because i it, it met all it met all of those uh, criteria you
1: know? yeah that's not
0: that's not to say that uh you know uh, i still think and, and, and this is where i'm going to agree with you uh, i believe that there should be like a, a Moody's like there is for bonds, you know, bonds get ratings, if you will, corporate bonds or country bonds. I believe there should be like a Moody's for crypto. And yeah. I don't know if one's been created or not, but it definitely, uh, you know, where each coin is, you know, Hey, this gets an F, you know, this Aqua Aquarius coin gets an F grade. if you know it.
1: Yeah. Well, I and I, I, I think a lot of the, uh, the, the communities, uh, you know, end up taking care of a lot of that, but we're we're still at the very beginning when it comes to crypto. You know, this this is in in the grand scheme of things, this is still a very very new technology that we're still
0: trying to figure out. Right. And one of my things is like, I don't like XRP because XRP is a centralized project, right? Yeah. Uh, to me, I think the whole point of same with Tether. Right. Uh I think the whole point of crypto is you know you're you're taking us a, a societal economic or social problem and you're trying to decentralize it. So if it's a centralized product then it's not really making what the whole purpose of crypto is in the first place, if it, right? Exactly. Uh which is, you know, uh there's a lot of times what people when they're they're mining crypto they're mining crypto. They're mining Bitcoin. What they don't understand is, they're they're mining of Bitcoin. Is that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is they're providing infrastructure for Bitcoin or Ethereum. Yeah. So they're getting paid for providing. They're getting paid in Bitcoin for, for providing the infrastructure, if you will.
1: You know? Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, uh, Helium is another one. I bought a Helium miner. I haven't put it up yet, but Helium's another one. It's trying to and when i say this i don't mean democrat or you know it's trying to democratize the the internet so that there's internet access that isn't through main providers all the time right uh because we still have that issue with the internet is great fine let's say you you split it all up uh, uh with who's providing services but the access is still centralized mm-hmm. and we need true decentralized uh access to the internet if you will yeah
1: most definitely that that's definitely one of the uh the scariest things is because your isp could just one day just decide to stop working with you
0: right you know you you usurp the wrong thing or your social credit score is just not high enough for you to be able to have internet access anymore yeah there you go you know that's why I think projects like that uh, are, are important. And I hope that uh, the technology will catch up to provide us uh, decentralized internet access.
1: Someday. I agree. I agree. Well, I, I think we're going to wrap up here. Honestly, it was a great conversation. And I, I want to get you back on because there's, there's a lot of things happening in Utah and also around the world. Uh, I feel like we have good interactions and you uh, run a really great Telegram page. Uh, do, do you want to plug that real quick or anything else you got going?
0: Well, I'm, I'm quite disappointed with the uh, the uh, Rally for Freedom, uh, but I understand what happened. So our latest rally just didn't take off for a while. And I think people are suffering from rally burnout right now. So I, I'm not going to be plugging it as hard as I did in the past where, you know, I was hitting you up on time. Hey man, can yeah. you sleep? for me can you sling this plier uh you know there's so many rallies going on and so many people inside that rally have become delegates in the republican party and as i'm as i'm not a fan of the republican party i'm a fan of individuals and i do support those individuals who became delegates right yeah uh, and 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 i do support some of those uh people who did, who are actually running too elena erickson she's an anti-great resetter uh and and so I support individuals. Uh, I I I reach beyond any 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 party line, you know. Uh, if if I know someone's a good person, then then I want them to win. I I do believe that I'm going to have a, a new concept coming up soon here. Uh, I I and 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 that is the uh, I I do believe that privacy is at at stake right now, and I'm going to be start working on privacy technologies to try to to try to uh, get people access to privacy technologies so that their their footprint out on the greater internet is decreased, if you will. No. So I'll come on to talk about that in the future.
1: Absolutely. Anytime. So yeah, yeah. We well, well
0: uh, some good interaction here and definitely hit some important topics of what's going on around Utah and the world.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I, I had a great time and uh, we'll definitely get you back on. Uh, so everyone watching, make sure and go to rise2liberty com slash links. That's where you can find us everywhere on the internet, pretty much every place uh, that we are there. There's a few places not listed, but it's just, we're not active. They're mainly backups for when uh, a lot of these other platforms end up going down at some point for having these conversations. And yeah. Uh, Other than that, we uh, stream every Sunday, every Monday, and uh, sometimes during the week. Just keep an eye on YouTube, Rumble, and DLive.TV. And you can find us pretty much anywhere at uh, Rise to Liberty or Rise to Liberty Podcast. And I want to thank you once again, Winston, for coming on. And uh, I'll I'll see you on the internet.
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah. Later.